Hello, and welcome to The Signal, Workplace NL's health and safety podcast. Workplace NL is the Workers' Compensation Board in Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. The focus is to promote safe and healthy workplaces, provide return-to-work programs, and offer compensation to injured workers and their dependents. This series of podcasts will provide you with the latest information on how workplaces can protect the health and safety of workers. Please enjoy the show. Good day, everyone. My name is Cheryl Osborne, Health and Safety Advisor here at Workplace NL in the Prevention Services Department. With me today is Linda Sagmeister, Manager of Occupational Health and Safety Investigations from the Occupational Health and Safety Division of the Digital Government and Service NL Department. Welcome, Linda. Thanks, Cheryl. Today, we will be talking about the role of supervisors as it relates to identifying musculoskeletal injury or MSI risk factors in the workplace. Linda, before we begin, I think you and I should explain what each of our respective organizational roles in MSI prevention in the workplace are. Let's begin with you, Linda. What is the role of the OHS division? Well, generally speaking, the role is to enforce the Occupational Health and Safety Act and regulations in the province, and we do that by doing inspections and investigations primarily. There are other things we do, too. And when it comes to preventing uh, musculoskeletal injuries in the workplace, we have sections specific in the regulation that talk about it, and by enforcing those regulations, we, uh, we do our role in helping to prevent them from occurring. Great. And the role of Workplace NL is to create awareness and to educate workplaces on musculoskeletal injury prevention. So our services are available to all employers and at no additional cost, and they're more preventative in nature. So we help workplaces to meet their legislative requirements in MSI prevention, in other words. And this, in turn, hopefully will help keep the OHS division from having to issue orders, uh, non-compliance orders, to employers. And we have occupational health and safety professionals available for employers to consult with as they work to incorporate MSI prevention and ergonomics into their their own OHS programs and processes. And we also provide general education to workplaces, either in person or virtually, on MSI. We have developed an educational course as well for workplaces, and we're in the process of developing another course, and I'll talk about those two courses a little later. So let's now get into the topic of today's podcast. Supervisors have several responsibilities under OHS legislation, including MSI prevention, as you said. In the case that there may be any listeners who are uncertain whether they meet the definition, Linda, could you start with providing a legislative definition of supervisor and explaining what exactly it means? Sure. Uh, The definition is found in the Act, Section 2, Sub K.1, which says that a supervisor is a person authorized or designated by an employer to exercise direction and control over workers of the employer. So examples would be if you direct people in their work or you have authority over how they do the work, when they do the work, what equipment they can use when they go to do it, they'll come to you for guidance and direction on how to do it. But there is an authority um, relationship there too. So it's not just your coworker that you're helping out to do the work that day. So if you have authority over somebody else's work, you are a supervisor. But the thing is that you may not be called a supervisor. So you could be a lead hand, you could be a manager, you could even be a director. Anybody with, with authority over other workers is considered to be a supervisor in the, in the case of the Occupational Health and Safety Act and how we treat that word. Okay. 
All right, thank you. And uh, I think that explanation should help clarify this possible confusion for anyone listening here today. Uh, so hopefully by now, all of our lister- listeners will know if they fall in that category of supervisor under the OHS Act. So if they fall under that category, then Linda, what are the general responsibilities of a supervisor in OHS? Uh, there's There are specific duties and general duties. Both of them are outlined in the Act, in the Occupational Health and Safety Act. But I can tell you that the general duty is very, very general. It says to that the supervisor must ensure where it's reasonably practicable the health, safety, and welfare of all workers under their supervision. So that's, that's a, a tall order, and there's a lot that supervisors really need to know in order to do this well, and we do help hold them accountable to that. In more specifically, it says that people or uh, supervisors have to advise workers under their supervision of the health and safety hazards that might be met by them in the workplace. And of course, being able to do that means you need to know what they are as a supervisor. You also have to provide proper written or oral instructions regarding precautions to be taken for the protection of the workers. So not only inform people about the hazards, but let them know how to address them and deal with them. And then, of course, to ensure that workers under their supervision also wear protective equipment or use devices and other apparel um, that either the Act or the regulations or even the worker's employer just requires to be worn based on the hazards that are in the workplace. So that's that's a big deal. It's a lot of work for responsibility and authority that supervisors have. For sure. And as you said, it's law, right? So it's important that this get taken seriously. And in the regulations, then, there's specific requirements around musculoskeletal injury prevention, specifically sections 50 to 56. So before we get into the supervisor roles specifically, could you first tell us what's the intent of these MSI prevention regulations? Because they weren't there all the time. That's right. And actually, they came in place in 2009 in the regulations. And before that, it was never meant that employers did not have the responsibility to prevent MSIs. It's just that when they, when those sections came in in 2009, it became abundantly obvious and they were very clear and a lot of work was done around getting the message to employers and employees on how to recognize uh, ergonomics-related or MSI risk factors in the workplace and then how to assess them and control them or at least either either eliminate them or minimize them. So that's the, the point of the of the regulations is to give employers, I guess, the minimum requirements for doing that um, and ensuring that they don't leave it off their um, out of their work. Good. And it's very important, I mean, from a workplace NL standpoint and seeing the claim data, um, you know, these are the types of injuries that are very prevalent in workplaces. MSIs are the most common injury in Newfoundland workplaces, in fact, Newfoundland laboratory workplaces, and they account for 69% of all lost time claims each year on average over the period of 2017 to 2021. And their percentage costs are even higher again, accounting for 71% of all costs related to lost time claims. And that equivalents to about $103 million annually on average. So, you know, MSIs, they can also make work become difficult and and generally workers with MSIs can spend longer periods of time away from the workplace, perhaps undergoing rehabilitation, um, compared to other work-related injuries. So they tend to keep some workers out of work longer and they account for 75% of all lost time weeks from work each year by workers and that's based on that same five-year period mentioned previously. 
So a focus on prevention, of course, um, is key here. It's very important. And I know OHS officers are taking the regulations seriously and holding workplaces accountable to them. So what are the requirements of supervisors then related to MSI prevention? What's their role in that? The requirements that supervisors have are outlined in the Act, as we mentioned earlier. But if you take those requirements, they're very general, and you overlay them on the requirements for anybody really in a workplace, especially supervisors, to prevent MSIs from occurring, then you can see right away they have a responsibility to make sure everybody under their supervision knows what all the hazards are, including any ergonomics-related or MSI-related um, risk factors. So that means that they have to understand what they look like. They have to be able to make sure that their own workers also understand so that they can speak about it together and try to solve the problem. They have to also be able to provide people with direction and information and so on so that they can work safely and so that they can recognize those risk factors again. And supervisors have to ensure the health, safety, and wellness of their workers or the welfare. Uh, and that includes any MSI prevention that they see fit. They need training for the ability to do all that. They need to ensure that their workers have that same training, uh, like I said before. And another reason why is because one of the three basic rights that people have in this province as workers is the right to know. And that doesn't change if you're a supervisor or not. As a matter of fact, it almost gives you more responsibility because you have to ensure that your workers do know all of those things, even aside from that one section in the regulations. So there's, there's a lot of emphasis on making sure everyone understands what these things look like and then how to work on it together. And supervisors are in a great position to help make that happen. Yeah, and Linda, I think to elaborate on that right to know piece, um, of course, supervisors are workers too. And I, just from my own experience working in the field and workplaces, I can say that many supervisors don't know what the risk factors are for musculoskeletal injuries. So could you talk a little bit about what those risk factors are? And perhaps are there certain risk factors that are more problematic, which supervisors should maybe place more emphasis on? Sure, that's a good question. It's not necessarily, though, that there's some that are more problematic than others. I would probably say, just to make life simple for everybody, that if you could learn the four very basic risk factors that I'm going to mention in a second, you will find that you can see them everywhere once you start. If you really commit to understanding and learning these four things, you will see them everywhere, you, at home, at work, other, other people's workplaces, and those are force, repetition, duration, and awkward postures. So by force, we're talking about, you know, how much weight are you lifting and moving or pushing and pulling and those kinds of things? How much force are you exerting even in like a grip strength or, um, you know, in, in whatever movements you're making? But the other thing is the repetition. How much repetition is there in this stuff? And, and do you have to do it for long periods of time? Or do you have to hold a posture for a long period of time that you should really have a break from? You know, immediately people think about sitting or standing. You could be reaching, any of those things. You could have your neck flexed or, and if it's, you know, if you flex your neck for a second, it's not a big deal. But if you have to hold it there for a long time, that becomes a risk factor. And awkward postures are the other, because that's the fourth one. And the awkward posture, just to define that really quickly, would be if you took any joint in your in your body and put it in its neutral position, then awkward would mean when it's 
uh, at the furthest end of either of its movements. So in other words, like if I have my neck bent right back so I can look at the ceiling, then I will have my neck in an awkward posture, or if I have it turned all the time to look at a monitor that's not right in front of me, for example. So th that's what I would say is that people people need to really look at. Just know those four things, and you'll see them everywhere. And once you see them, I have to warn the listeners, you, you kind of never stop seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> True that. I can relate to that for sure. Out at a restaurant, watching how servers reach uh, yeah. to collect the food on your table and Put at the, a dentist. And, and they hold <laughs> they hold the tray with their wrist completely flexed back. Um, yeah. Or think about luggage handlers in the. If you look out the window at the airport, watching people put stuff away in the in the uh, putting the luggage in the plane, and it's a little plane. They're crouched and they're bent and they're reaching, and they do that continuously until they're done. Mm -hmm. So it's, there's a lot of there are a lot of those things you can see out there. For sure, and in very common places, the grocery store. That's right. You know, a cashier scanning product. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I, it's pretty safe to say that risk factors for MSI exist in every workplace um, and job, really. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're all hazardous. And that's where a supervisor's um, role comes in to try and assess and determine where the hazards do exist. So what are some ways that supervisors can identify these risk factors in the workplace specifically? I think one of the, the the ones that come the one that comes to mind first is to talk to the people that report to you. Mm -hmm. Keep the keep it at an open discussion. Make sure that people understand that they can tell you these things. Like if they're noticing that there are tasks that they do that are particularly physically demanding or that there's equipment that breaks down all the time and that makes your job harder physically, you know, those kinds of things where you're always having to overreach but you think it could be done better another way. And you're the supervisor. You want you want those people to tell you those things. And so you need to make it clear that this is an open, non-judgmental, easy thing to do, that you're enthusiastic and you want to know. And if you don't hear from people, that's not always, no news is not always good news. So you need to go and look for and solicit their input. That can be done during inspections. That can be done just during your, your toolbox talks. It can be done just in your general walkabouts. So look for it all the time, but ask your workers to share those things with you. There are other things, too, that the company itself can do, and you might be initiating them as a supervisor, like looking for trends in the industry or asking for some statistics in similar workplaces or jobs like yours, and then looking for them that way. And don't forget the OHS committee is a good resource for you as well. Mm -hmm. oh, one last thing I would say is to investigate reports when the people do give you complaints and they say that there's pain or something along those lines actually investigate it and get back to them and find out what you think is causing that it could be one of those risk factors. Yeah, I like to, when I have conversations with employers, I like to say that really the best way that they can prevent a claim, which can be quite costly, is to encourage a culture of open communication and encourage early reporting because if reports come in early, there's still time to be able to address the issues that may be causing those signs or symptoms and, and the symptoms can possibly still reverse that's right. If we can address it early enough. Yeah, it's a great approach. And essentially now you've prevented a claim. Great. So Workplace NL recently created some tools to assist workplaces with MSI risk factor identification. And one is specifically for supervisors, and that's called the Supervisor Ergonomics Work Observation Checklist. And you can find this and all the other tools on Workplace NL's website at workplacenl.ca on the MSI prevention page. 
This specific checklist will guide a supervisor through a conversation with workers about MSI and potential concerns related to the work. So it, you know, it asks the workers to identify some problem areas with their work. It helps to identify any training gaps, whether they have received the appropriate training based on the type of work they, they do, whether there's proper safe work procedures in place, and that it includes ergonomics-related issues with the work. So it, it is a really good observation or a really good form and tool that supervisors can use to help guide them through that conversation. I know some supervisors don't really feel very confident talking about this topic sometimes, but the questions that are in the form can make it very straightforward and take a lot of that intimidation away for a supervisor. We also have an office ergonomics self-inspection checklist. So that, of course, would be applicable to um, those who have workers who do office work under them. So a supervisor might want to have a worker complete that form and submit for their review. So the worker does an assessment of their own workstation and submits the responses to the supervisor for follow-up. And there's an MSI risk factor checklist as well that's been created, and this is a really good tool. It can actually complement supervisors, workers, OHS committee members, anyone who is doing a workplace inspection. Essentially, it's just a list of all of the MSI risk factors and their specific subcomponents under each risk factor that you would try to look for in the job or work area that you're assessing. So it, it is a nice complementary tool for workplaces to use as well. Workplace NL has an online library of MSI educational resources where you can find some more in-depth information about the risk factors uh, to help assist with risk assessments and that sort of thing. And another thing as well is that Section 52 of the regulations say that workers need to be educated in the recognition of early signs and symptoms of MSI. And we're in the process of creating a poster now for workplaces. So as a supervisor, this can be your way of also enhancing communication in the workplace. I mentioned earlier, too, that Workplace Now provides consultation services, so we can do in-person supervisor mentoring. So, for example, the work observation that I spoke to earlier, we can help supervisors walk through and, and conduct a work observation and, and model. I can model what, a, what a, work, a good work observation would look like and, and how you engage with workers on that topic. Uh, until basically they're comfortable with taking it and running on their own. So there's lots of different ways that we can work uh, with employers and workplace parties to help with this, this MSI prevention piece. I just want to mention as well that the MSI prevention course that we have, that's a one-day course. We've created a standard and a one-day curriculum in which we certify only competent trainers to deliver in the province and we basically have done that in order to guarantee that workplaces are receiving consistent and credible training on the topic. It equips participants to recognize MSI hazards, eliminate them, and minimize risk when elimination isn't possible. And we're currently in the process of developing an online MSI prevention course as part of the Path 1 OHS education requirements for small businesses under the revised PRIME program. And this is going to be a foundational course in MSI prevention, and it will be free for anybody in any size of workplace to take. And the requirements under the PRIME program is that that course be completed during the year 2024. So I anticipate that that course will be available by the end of December 2023 this year at the latest. So definitely keep a lookout for that. 
Okay, so supervisors are supposed to be leaders in the workplace. Linda, do you have any tips on ways that they can demonstrate leadership in MSI prevention? One way would be to take advantage of at least some of the things you just mentioned, because that's a lot of a lot of great information you guys are putting out there. Mm-hmm, for sure. Supervisors, because they are supervisors and people have to report to them, they need to really lead by example. Taking initiative and things like that is a really helpful thing to do, but also even just to, to literally just conduct their own work using safe body mechanics, using the equipment that the company wants them to use or that that's there for that purpose, making sure equipment is being maintained and not left in disrepair. And, uh, you know, if there is something in disrepair, taking it off the site, all those things lead by example and people see that and the expectation of other people to do the same is a lot better and, and easier to enforce from that perspective. They need to also monitor compliance of safe work practices. If there are written safe work practices, they need to make sure everybody knows about them and just make sure that people are following them as well and if they and get their input. If they feel that the safe work practices are, are not working for them, find out why. Maybe there's something in there that's actually causing a bit of a risk factor for MSIs that people didn't think about when it was written. So, but the other thing too is just to get the training. If you ensure, if you don't have the training now already to understand what those risk factors are, make sure your employer gets it for you and make sure that your employees get it too. For a number of reasons, obviously it will help the whole situation, but it's also a requirement. So there is a section in, you know, in the, between sections 50 and 56 that talk about MSI prevention. One of them is training and that everybody needs to be trained on understanding the early signs and symptoms of MSIs. And they also need to be trained on any work practices or equipment or anything like that that's in place to help to prevent MSIs from, from occurring. So um, it's required in the regulations anyway, and it's required under the supervisor's specific duties. So those are some ways of really getting ahead and finding these things as a supervisor in advance, as a leader. And last, I just want to say to demonstrate, I know I've said this before, but just demonstrate support for workers when they bring issues forward. Even if you're not sure what to do uh, when they bring them forward, just let the person know that you're glad they, they took it to you, that you will try to find out, that you'll do your best to help out and work as a team. And I think that uh, that really helps to deal with a lot of these things up front. And following up with the worker, too. Uh, you know, you might not have all the answers, and it may take some time to implement controls, but at least let them know you're working towards that Yeah, or trying to find the right point. answers. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, we've covered a lot today, and I don't even really know if there's much more to say on this topic, but do you have any final words before we close off? I do. Thanks, Cheryl. Um, Yeah, I think we've talked about a lot of this stuff, but I did want to make one point to employers in general and supervisors as well, that there is a standard, a CSA standard, um, Z1004, talks about workplace in general, like ergonomics in workplaces. It's a high-level standard, talks mostly about management and about how you get ergonomics into your occupational health and safety management system. But a company that is interested in handling this from a sort of a global perspective can can really benefit from a standard like that. You know, even if they don't get a chance to implement it right away, but if they read it to understand what sorts of things are required, ultimately that would support supervisors in their work too. For sure. So after listening to this podcast, if you are a supervisor and you have any questions arising from today's podcast, or you would like to avail of Workplace NL services, please reach out to the Prevention Services team at safety at workplacenl.ca or 1-800-563-9000. Linda, I want to thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. Have a safe day, everyone. 
and wishing you all good health. Thank you for joining us today. Transcripts are available to use in your workplace to increase workers' knowledge in various occupational health and safety topics. Visit WorkplaceNL.ca for more information on the services we provide to workplaces. Feel free to share the signal on social media to improve workplace health and safety everywhere. Thank you, and have a safe and healthy day. Thank you.